the flies have it. Stories require a setting and a few workable details to set the mood. Often this is weather related. It was a dark and stormy night. But here is my surefire suggestion to set a scene and provoke a mood. Add a fly and give him human characteristics. In his essay, The Supremacy of the Housefly, Mark Twain gives his flies a conniving intelligence, complete with facial expression, all to comic effect. Quote, all human ingenuities have been exhausted in the holy war against the fly, and yet the fly remains today just what he was in Adam's time, independent, insolent, intrusive, and indestructible. Flypaper does nothing. There are no two marksmen in fifty that can hit a fly with a wet towel at even a short range, and this method brings far more humiliation than satisfaction, because there is an expression about the Miss Fly which is so eloquent with derision. End quote. Death and decay are the most obvious roles for flies, but be careful. Don't add too many flies. You risk going beyond a mood into the land of symbolism. Think of the novel Lord of the Flies by William Golding, where a severed head seething with flies was a stand-in for rot and corruption. The Bible is full of flies symbolizing the wrath of God and sin. That might be more than you need. Vladimir Nabokov, the premier stylist, peppers his novels with flies. Here he is in Lolita describing Claire Quilty's murder scene. Quote, I could not bring myself to touch him to make sure he was really dead. He looked it, a quarter of his face gone, and two flies beside themselves with a dawning sense of unbelievable luck. Nabokov smartly limits himself to two flies. More would be overkill. Then Nabokov goes further to give the flies human characteristics, besides themselves with a dawning sense of unbelievable luck. With that one phrase, Nabokov puts us in the brain of a fly. I agree. Those flies were indeed lucky to be the first to feast on a human head. No sloppy seconds for these opportunistic flies. Here is my amateur attempt at using flies to imply death. The scene is from a story about an empty house after the death of the owner. Quote, His voice echoes in the living room, emptied of life. Weak afternoon sun highlights a veil of suspended dust motes. A tendril of clumped lint dangles from the overhead fan. Two moths and three flies dot the windowsill. I wonder why flies always die upside down with their delicate legs in the air. The dead moths lie on their stomachs. End quote. If you are trying to evoke the discomforting knowledge that perfection is an unattainable goal, that there is something just not quite right, go for the fly. This is not an original idea. Ecclesiastes 10.1 captures the sentiment with, Dead flies cause the ointment of the apothecary to send forth a stinking savour. So doth a little folly him that is in reputation for wisdom and honor. The idiom is now popularized as the fly in the ointment. Here is Nabokov's fly in the ointment from another scene in Lolita describing a dismal roadside diner. Quote, One half of a chocolate cake under glass and several horribly experienced flies zigzagging over the sticky sugar pour on the ignoble counter. Writing coaches recommend replacing adverbs with evocative adjectives or verbs. However, I maintain the word horribly, as in horribly experienced, is the perfect use of an adverb, both implying the human judgment on flies in general, and also, by association, describing the questionable hygiene of the diner and its food.
Here's my attempt to emulate Nabokov in this description of a similar diner, the setting for a conversation between two lonely traveling salesmen. Quote, the waitress aims her smoke towards the lone fly who has evaded the dangling flypaper, swaying with the fan's oscillations. As the waitress bends over to swab the counter, the men notice her necklace, a cross whose stem has disappeared into her moist cleavage. Daniel turns his eyes away. James is transfixed. Sure, I would have loved to use horribly experienced flies and an ignoble counter, but Nabokov scooped me. I decide that flypaper is similarly evocative. Similar to Twain, Nabokov uses flies for comic effect. This example from his memoir, Speak Memory, describing himself as a young boy playing in a tunnel created by propped-up pillows. Quote, and then, in a burst of delicious panic, on rapidly thudding hands and knees, I would reach the tunnel's far end, push its cushion away to be welcomed by a mesh of sunshine on the parquet under the cane work of a Viennese chair, and two gamesome flies settling by turns. It is the word gamesome that perfects this image, linking the enjoyment of the child with that of the flies. The word gamesome is not in my active vocabulary, and I consider other options, including fun-loving or playful. But in Nabokov's hands, gamesome is the perfect choice. In my hands, it would be contrived. I have also turned to the fly to provide comic relief, this time in describing a lazy teenage summer. Quote, the chatter dies out in the stifling afternoon heat. The kids look at the floor in the thickening silence, hoping someone will start a new conversation thread. They've been here all afternoon. It's too hot to go to the beach. They've played cards for hours, drunk too many cans of soda. Surprisingly, the dog doesn't like popcorn, so spilled kernels dot the floor. One beat goes by, and then another. Several kids shift uncomfortably in their seats. Suddenly a slap as someone tries to swat a fly on his leg, followed by a, damn it, I missed it again. The room is energized. Joe hops up. Hey, let's have a fly-killing contest. I see five flies, and I know where I can get more if we need them. He glances at the screen door, clotted with flies, eager for entry. The indoor flies look complacent, sated on the five sets of idle bare legs splayed out before them. Joe reaches out and nabs a fly in midair. Got him, he says to the astonished crowd. Let's try something new. Oh, no, you're not going to pull some of his wings off, are you? says a distressed voice. No, something better, says Joe, but I need one more thing. He leans over and plucks a long strand of blonde hair from the girl sitting next to him. Hey, cut that out. What are you doing? Look what I can do. Joe deftly holds the fly by its wings and ties the strand of hair around the fly's neck. Look, everyone, he says, a fly on the world's smallest leash. The group gasps with surprise as the tethered fly orbits in tight circles. Fly on the leash becomes the favorite game for the rest of the summer. Only Joe has the dexterity to tie the leash. Clearly, I'm no Nabokov or Twain. I would love to add some Nabokovian adverbs or Twain wit. Maybe next revision. <laughs>